0: You're listening to The Itch, Rock Matters, my name is KC, my name is Dan, I'm Aaron, and I'm Ronnie. And this week, in honor of Talk Like a Pirate Day, we're going to talk about hailstorm and other pirate things.
1: And other pirate things. Not to be confused with Hailstorm. Indeed. We might also talk about them. I think we talk about them fairly often, so it's always at like a 50-50 chance that Hailstorm will come up in an episode.
2: Yeah, you know, they only had the one like EP came out, and it's really not worth talking about too much. So I would like to just keep focused on this band, because this band's a lot of fun, <laughs> and and uh, they're very new to us.
0: So Dan, would you be more impressed if Hailstorm covered Hailstorm? Uh,
2: No, I think that would be weird. I, I mean, I think... Uh, <laughs> Hailstorm definitely has a, their own niche that they have found
1: and uh, I, I don't think it would work the other way around. <laughs> what would this band call itself if they became like a super group and merged? With Hailstorm? If Hailstorm and Hailstorm were one thing. That's <laughs> a bit odd. Um... Lizzie Hale can do anything. I could 100% see her being a pirate. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know what it would be.
3: Probably just put the H in parentheses.
1: There you go. Let's let's see. I needed an answer. And he came up with one. We should probably now get around to uh, introducing why there's a fourth guy on the mic here. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, back when we started the radio show, it was one of the only student run specialty shows at the time. Uh, We actually started with five guys. And due to, we'll just say, unforeseen circumstances, uh, the show quickly got down to three guys Uh, within a year and so from there basically we did it while we were in school and then come our senior year we really had to start thinking about if we're going to continue to do the show you know even while we're out of school or if we were going to try to pass the mantle on to more students and Ronnie I don't know exactly how you got introduced to us I don't know if it's through if it was through Mike Wall or if uh, if one of us had class with you guys but I just remember you showing up to this show
3: (laughs) Yeah, I was in the National Broadcasting Society with KC, and I think we went to a convention somewhere, and we carpooled, got to know each other, came back Sunday afternoon, and he just said, hey, I have a radio show. You want to come sit in? And I ended up showing up every week for the next year or two.
2: Yeah, and and Ronnie, honestly, you helped keep the show going. It was uh, you, uh, new Brad, and unfortunately, that became his name because there was already a Brad on the show prior, and then Chad was another guy that really helped the show keep going because there was that time after our senior year where we just weren't really sure whether or not we were going to continue to volunteer our time after we got out of school. Um, and you guys kind of picked up the slack and, and really kind of carry the show on your back for, for
1: a good, uh, you know, like you said, a year or two. And, you know, um, I think at least my recollection, I don't know if this was agreed amongst all three of us, but my intention was to actually kind of pass the baton on if we had come across a couple of people who had the passion and were interested in doing it. But um, while we did have, you know, Ronnie and Brad and stuff, they were more kind of part of our team than like guys who were inclined to, to keep it going. And also they weren't, you know, like freshmen or anything who were going to be there for a few more years. So we, we never really found that group of people to pass it to. And eventually we decided that we just enjoyed it enough to stick with it.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And I honestly, it wasn't Ronnie that I had uh fears of. It was, it was more so the other people uh just not being able to have that same required dedication that, that we needed in order to keep the show being a thing. Yeah. So
1: Ronnie, I would say that, that of, of all the three or four other people who have been part of the itch, I feel like you had probably the longest tenure. So if we, if, if you say that the core of the itch is, is the three of us and you expand it to a fourth, I think you would get the fourth spot. Definitely. I would agree with that. Yeah, right on. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I always appreciated was, and, and this is me uh, generalizing a little bit because we are all more varied than this, but I've always generalized a little bit that Dan was kind of brought like the heavier, I think taste to the show. Casey had a lot of the knowledge of like classic rock. I was a little more on, I don't know if indie is the way to say it, but maybe on the lighter side. And then Ronnie brought sort of that stuff that's more on the fringe. Like you really like like video game sounds and like 8-bit kind of stuff and stuff that's maybe more based in like sci-fi and, and some of that kind of oddball things. And so collectively, I felt like we had a really cool like giant spectrum of rock tastes uh, represented amongst us.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with that. I think everybody, on the itch has always brought their own unique style. And, and there's no doubt that that Ronnie added to that significantly.
1: Who is, I know you had, you came with a band or two. We we've talked before. I don't remember if it was on an episode that we released or one that we haven't yet released or a clip. I don't know. It's all a blur in my mind, but at some point we talked about how each of us kind of showed up at the show with a couple of favorite bands that we always tried to get snuck on.
3: Do you remember who yours
1: were? Cause I know you had a couple.
3: Um, of course the band. Yeah, Horse the Band was pretty much all I listened to when I first started, and I had to edit the crap out of most of their stuff, but I remember bringing (laughs) it in and finally getting it on, and I felt really justified bringing it in when somebody called in and asked for a different song that I didn't have. Yes. Like, yes, somebody's on my level.
2: Especially when we didn't get that many requests at all at the beginning of the show, because we didn't really have the ability to take requests, so yeah, it was... Quite impressive.
1: Yeah, getting requests on air was uh was a rarity for a while until we really started pushing the number, and then we eventually kind of phased that out too. But yeah, whenever your your band that you really like gets the request, it feels real nice. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, and I
2: think the other band that you brought was um I can't remember the name of the band, but it was the band from the show Metal Oco- apocalypse uh, Death Clock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you played a lot
1: of them too.
3: Yeah, and who, even though they're cartoons, I still saw them live. Uh, Three times, I think. Oh, okay. How that work? I, yeah, I need to hear this a, a story of at least one of these appearances. Um, So Brendan Smalls, the guy who basically created the show, also did uh, wrote all the music, uh, did the voices for a few of the characters, I think. So him and a band that it was basically a super group, I don't remember who all he brought in, but other metal musicians came in, and they'd play on the stage in the dark, while playing the music videos just above them so it looked like you were watching the actual cartoon band but you could look down and see the real people playing the music which was pretty cool that's fun
1: i i'm a sucker for cartoon bands aren't like there's that many of them but i've always enjoyed the gorillas not necessarily because i loved every gorilla song but because i loved the concept and the weird mythology behind it and how every time they would go on tour they would come up with like a different way to present the band. And so uh, you said you saw them at least three times. Was that always kind of their MO of how they did it? Was pretty much that?
3: It was. Yeah. Um, they always changed up the songs, too. So like they would have the new ones and they would be able to play along perfectly with the video. So, you know, that they had it tight.
1: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Sounds fun. Metalocalypse I don't was a thing I don't think I ever appreciated like at the time it was on but I feel like if I went back right now I would probably get a huge kick out of it so maybe that's gonna be a homework assignment for myself after this is over I feel like a lot of those shows on on Cartoon Network are like that but to have a show that was actually about metal I mean come on
2: so we brought Ronnie on the show today because, as we had mentioned earlier in the episode, we we are going to uh, discuss a band called Ailstorm. Uh, and they are, I
1: guess you would classify them as pirate metal. Is that right? I think that's right. I think that's what they call themselves. Yeah. Among other bands that exist in that genre. And
2: this is a band from Scotland, if I remember correctly. Yes. Now, I will say that when I first heard pirate metal, I, I will say that uh, they... They sound a lot like Celtic punk to me, uh, and I get, I get, I guess it comes from being from Scotland. But they, I don't know, the closest band that I could think of that this reminded me of was Dropkick Murphys, and and my wife agreed. If she actually was the one that suggested that. I I have to agree with her.
3: I think I actually discovered them while listening to Dropkick Murphys. I had a Pandora or Spotify list, and Ailstorm used to pop up occasionally along with other like pirate metal and like steampunk metal, that kind of stuff. Wait, there's more than one pirate metal band? I don't know many others. I haven't listened to much else. But yeah, there are others. Interesting.
1: A Google search is happening right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give me a second here. We're going to we're going to figure this out. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know it was like a whole genre.
3: There's a lot of crossover uh, like pirates and steampunk and just kind of pub songs. Stuff that you can imagine yeah. just singing in a crowded pub. That makes sense.
1: I think that's exactly how you get from Dropkick Murphys to Ailstorm. is, uh, is what you said, uh, pub songs. Is this something that people would be singing in the bar with their friends?
2: Oh, if only we could go to the bar with our friends.
1: <laughs>
2: that's true, too.
1: One day. Yeah, one
2: day, exactly.
1: And sing an Aelstorm song. I plan on it. Virtual pro- <laughs> probably zombies ate my pirate ship. I think that's your one right there.
2: Oh, I was thinking Tortuga because I, I really like Captain Yarface, but.
1: <laughs> I told Ronnie when I first listened through that Tortuga was was my early favorite song. This album, by the way, we haven't even discussed. We are discussing not just a band, but an album called The Curse of the Crystal Coconut that came out earlier this year. And so, um, as we have mentioned on about every episode, it'll be a. Uh, one that is under consideration for our top albums. Probably more likely to land on the top 20 list than some other bands we talked about. Absolutely. So way to sneak in there. This album actually came out uh, May 14th of this year. All right. So we're only a few months late and like a decade and a half because the band made their debut in like 2008.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but Tortuga definitely um, made me laugh because it made me think of like, another favorite band of ours that Ronnie brought to our attention. uh, The mini bosses.
1: Oh man. (laughs) I think that's what I was thinking of when I was asking you Ronnie about your, what bands you brought to the table. I knew there was one that was somewhere in the back of my subconscious and I couldn't place who they were. And it was the mini bosses.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I haven't listened to them in so long. I think I want to jump back into them.
1: (laughs) We're going to make him nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah, but Tortuga <laughs> definitely had that that type of feel in that song. It also had some trumpets and trombones and uh, throughout this album the horns make a few appearances, but I think that was the first one or at least it was the first one that was super pronounced in my memory. So and we're just going to completely not talk about a guy, you know, the song featuring a guy named
2: Captain Yarface like I was just looking at is, that. Is for one like is like Yarface. Did he just make like, is this you. one of their buddies? They're just like he just makes this up just for this song. Like, hey, we want you to be on our, our, our album, but you can't go on as John. You gotta be Captain Yarface or whatever the hell you want to call yourself.
3: <laughs> Actually I think he's been going as Captain Yarface for a while, and it's one of those situations where he always wears a mask, so nobody yeah. really knows who he is, but I don't think it's quite as secret as uh what's his name? Zero.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, Zero is not really secret either.
0: <laughs> or like People Mover.
2: We've debunked that. Now, that, yeah, I will say People Mover is probably more
0: correct.
1: <laughs> Can I just say how happy I am that you just mentioned that you name drop People Mover right now? I've been wanting for a long time for them to get a name drop. <laughs> 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 That's something I don't know if they'll ever get their own episode, but we're going to do something that. Talks about them at some point. Maybe it'll just be a tiny short clip or something. I don't know. But anyway, back to the pirate metal instead of the, I don't know, what do you want to call them? Yeti metal or something. (laughs) Squatch metal. (laughs) Sasquatch metal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this makes me think there should be. How cool would it be if there was just a festival that was just all these like mythological and like fantastical character bands. <laughs> Maybe there is. There probably is.
3: I'm sure I there mean, is. There's so many. Um, like the third song on this album, Chomp Chomp, actually has guest vocals from a band called Fin troll. Uh They're Finnish and they sing as if they're trolls. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh, Ailstorm, Fin Troll,
3: and People Mover. That's the tour I want to see. <laughs> so is there a thing as troll metal? Like, is that a thing? Um, if so, I'm pretty sure Fin Troll is defining of that.
0: The only group.
3: <laughs> I did. Ronnie and I were having a discussion earlier,
1: and and I came across a a band that was fronted by a goblin, and so it was a pretty convincing goblin too. That guy had some like movie level costume going on there. So, and then there's always you know Quar with their bizarre alien armor and stuff like that. So none of this happens without Kiss. That's probably true probably very true just saying you know hmm. i i don't like kiss i don't care about their music i think gene simmons while a genius marketer is a terribly annoying human being but um a <laughs> <I> seconded <laughs> but what dan just said right there is the biggest piece of credit that i have ever heard of to to give kiss so like that was that was points for them that they paved the way for all of this kinds of wonderful nonsense that exists in music now. (laughs) Oh yeah. They could give a crap less about their music. They were there to sell tickets and to uh,
2: sell merchandise. And so, right. You know, it's just, they, they marketed themselves, like you said, very well. And they, they created characters and I don't, I could be completely wrong, but I don't think anybody had done that prior to kiss. And so I think they kind of laid the way. Certainly not to their level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Alice Cooper is another one that came to mind that, you know, he was definitely a, a, a stage artist as well.
1: Yeah, and now you're getting also into just the general concept of like shock rock and stuff, which again ties back into your gore and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Where your your whole thing is less, yeah, definitely less about the music and more about the experience of this insanity that's going on.
2: And I kind of felt that way with, with this album, uh, the the Aelstorm album. I, wow, I really liked it. I actually was, I was actually pleasantly surprised. It was a lot better than I anticipated it being. I was a, a little bit Uh, disappointed when I watched some of the videos and they weren't as piratey as I thought they were going (laughs) to (laughs) be.
1: You didn't feel that they were fully committed?
2: No, no. You should watch a couple of videos like they don't like there's a couple of Like I'll say the Tortuga one probably is the one where they're most piratey, but like a lot of their music videos, they don't really. I don't know. They're just like it's just them playing around and having fun, which I get, but it's not like them dressed in full on pirate outfits and I, I don't know. I was expecting more like piratey and drinking and, you know, on a ship like this band should own a pirate ship. Like, how is that not a thing?
1: Oh
0: man. Or have a tour bus that looks like a pirate ship.
1: Exactly. <laughs> no, no, here, here's the thing. You, um, <laughs> music cruises are a thing now. And this is, this is where that needs to peak. Oh yes. A pirate metal cruise. It's, it's, it's like five pirate metal bands. And instead of a typical cruise ship, it's actually decked out to look like a pirate ship.
0: Dang you, coronavirus. That's, well, the
1: coronavirus gives some genius with a lot of money out there at the time to put this idea to, into motion. Yeah, so, with the
0: bands that you just mentioned,
1: you know, throw throw some of them in there too. And put a troll band in there. Why not? Who cares? Like, just exactly. fun. Hell on a ship. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. So you were expecting, like, a bunch of guys dressed like Johnny Depp and, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like, that's- like <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow coming up in here. And instead, you just got some guys that had long hair, but didn't have enough eyeliner and swashbuckling attire.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess kind of they're they're almost kind of the opposite of kiss because the, the music is is more so focused on on the theme as opposed to their actual outlet and their uh... appearance. Yeah, exactly. Their appearance.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I know, Ronnie, you may or may not be able to speak more to this. I don't know. But uh, when I was reading up on them a little bit, that's, that's part of their story, actually. That's kind of interesting to me is that they started out as a, a more standard metal band and their track heavy metal pirates kind of became a big deal in a sense. And they pretty much just decided to run with that. And at that point sort of transitioned their focus to being more in line with that pirate theme. And so they at that point, you know, adopted basically adopted the gimmick a lot more because they're like, oh, p- people like this. And it's working, and it makes us stand out, so let's do it
3: yeah, I'm not sure uh, I didn't look into that as much, but it wouldn't surprise me
2: so yeah, from what I understand, I don't remember the name of the lead singer, but the lead singer basically sent the band his pirate lyrics, and they asked him to come join a basically join the band and and the next time he He joined them for rehearsal. They're like, yeah, so what What he asked the band, like, what do you guys have? And they're like, we have nothing. We don't have anything. And so
1: (laughs) he just started writing songs and everything just happened to be about pirates is what he said. You know, you you write what's on your heart and sometimes pillaging and plundering and,
3: you know, taking ships and stuff is what's on your heart. I think this is the alternate universe of the Michael Bolton singing about (laughs) Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: (laughs) Yes the captain jack sparrow song indeed that is that is a great point <laughs> um we need to introduce them be like michael in fact lonely island have you have you heard this because we think there might be a crossover <laughs> <to> play here <laughs> i think that would be a fantastic crossover actually
0: one thing that i found weird or more than interesting in listening to Ailstorm's music from from this album um I heard a track from their previous album, No Grave But the Sea, and there was a track called Fucked With an Anchor. Oh, my. And the song itself is quite entertaining. But then I found that they did every single track. It's, it's 10 tracks, but they also did a dog version where it's just barks for the lyrics. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's fantastic.
0: It's another level of craziness that this band loves to uh, bring to the world.
1: Run the Jewels did a version of one of their albums of few years ago, and they called it Meow the Jewels, <laughs> where all of the music and the beats and whatnot were replaced by cat sounds. And <laughs> I have no idea why they did that. No idea why these guys did a dog version of their stuff, but I approve of both ideas. I mean, why not? <laughs> Even this album has a, uh, the deluxe version has the entire album done in what's called the 16th century versions of the songs, Uh, which, Ronnie, that was quite the misnomer,
3: I believe. Oh, yeah. It's entirely just chiptune video game music. (laughs) You know, like they had in the 16th century. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Not at all. Not at all anachronistic. It's... uh... (laughs) That, that that cracked me up because I did not know that going in. I saw that and started listening. To it. I was like, oh, disc two it's 16th century. I'm like, this is going to be like an acoustic disc or something like that. And it's just <laughs> pure video game. Sounds I was like you guys, you guys are nuts on too many levels. <laughs> and those were all Japanese bonus tracks. Probably <laughs> that, that happens sometimes.
2: Why is Japan so special that they get their own damn singles?
1: Well, we were mostly joking at this point,
2: no, but I you probably do saying. have a fair
3: question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, some bands get real big in other countries, and they got to re-release those albums and rake in that cash there too. True. Yeah,
0: but pretty much every album has Japanese bonus tracks for some unknown reason. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: because they're the only ones that still buy CDs. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> I think from now on, all Japanese bonus tracks should have to actually be in Japanese. That's <laughs> there. You go. If you're going to capitalize on that, then you should. Learn at least
3: one of your own songs in their language. This album does have one verse in Japanese, at least. What? <laughs> yeah, where's uh, that? Wooden been- leg part two.
1: <laughs> okay, so, so truth be told, uh, Wooden Leg Part Two, the woodening, mind you, <laughs> is eight minutes long, and I think both times I listened to it, I checked out like five minutes in, and so. <laughs> oh man, you didn't you didn't hear the end. I don't think I heard the end. Is that where the Japanese verse is? No,
0: no, but I was, I was going to talk about this song. Talk about this song. Tell me what I missed. Well, so they talk about limbs being made from, from wood that is good or whatever. (laughs) And so they're talking about their arms and their legs. And at the end of the song, they talk about a wooden head. And it made me think of another itch favorite. Uh, They might be giants with violin.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I think that's the first time They Might Be Giants has gotten a name drop on the show. This is going to be a really fun... Um, playlist. Playlist episode. <laughs> We've got a lot of wild stuff getting thrown out here.
0: But yeah, at the end of the song, he talks about wooden head. That's fantastic. And, and that he'd be dead with a wooden head. That's a true statement. Most of us would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very... Accurate. Scientifically astute, these guys are. <laughs> Which made me think of... All of George Washington's head all of George Washington's
1: head <laughs> wouldn't like part two also bust out those video game sounds, and so maybe I should have seen that coming with the bonus disc because they did uh introduce that as a thing that they do, but i I still was surprised so I gotta let I gotta ask you guys possibly the funniest track on this album. It's gotta be the funniest track on this album is um. Shit boat, no fans? <laughs> yep, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what you guys think about that. I also want you to know that, that Ailstorm's Twitter page, that's um, their like tag like introduction line, except for they changed the word boat to band. And I thought that was <laughs> so funny.
0: <laughs> hopefully they don't eat a bag of dicks.
1: Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to say anything else about that, but I do want to hear what you guys have to say about that, that whole concept. I was just going to say, it makes
2: me wonder who they're referencing, because I don't know anybody else who has a pirate ship.
3: Mm. I think pirates just have to insult other pirates. That's true. You got to make sure that you're like the biggest, baddest
1: pirate out there. And so, especially if you're trying to start a cruise line, <laughs> you don't need any, any competition.
0: <laughs> Another thing, I don't know if you guys watch the music video to that. Yes. Shipboat, no fans. But they also uh, have lots of like rubber ducks. And in another video that I saw, there was a, a giant rubber duck on stage, like as part of their stage show. So I was wondering if anyone knew the reasoning behind the rubber, the rubber duck.
1: Are they imaginary pirates? Is this all an adventure that's taking place in someone's bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> that should that should be a video for one of them where like it, literally the whole thing is just a pirate adventure in a bathtub. I think that would be wonderful with the rubber ducks. Was it a giant rubber duck? Because that would be pretty could be pretty disastrous. Yes.
0: Yes. In both cases, it was a giant rubber duck. There was a giant rubber Mm. duck on stage, like behind the drummer. And then on the music video is just a giant cartoon duck that shot laser beams out of one eye.
1: (laughs) I hope the giant rubber duck is like their arch nemesis in the mythology of this band. I think that would be wonderful. (laughs) It's like they're, they're Eddie. They're what? They're Eddie, Finn, uh, Iron Iron Maiden. Exactly. <laughs> Every band needs a mascot slash nemesis. At least one, preferably somebody that is both things at the same time.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, Disturbed technically has a, a mascot, but they don't. He doesn't have a cool
1: name like Eddie. <laughs> I bet he does have a name though. I don't know what it is, but is just that kind of like fiery looking evil guy that's on half of their covers. I think they call him the sickness. If I, I, I could be wrong,
2: but I thought it was a reference to the sickness, but
1: that does sound like a disturbing thing to do.
2: Uh, but no, I, if, if that is the thing where they have a big rubber ducky on stage, and that's like their mascot,
1: I, that would be pretty fucking hilarious. I really want to commend you guys for all the videos that you watched. You watched a lot more videos than I did of this band. <laughs> and I'm the one that's been pushing, pushing you guys saying, Hey, we need to do this pirate metal band that you've never heard of before. <laughs> especially after weeks and weeks of of new releases that we've had to deal with. And, and you guys uh, humored me to do this. So good job on doing your homework.
2: Yeah. Hey, I take this show seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got to take our pirate metal
0: band seriously. Even if we talk about ridiculous topics. If we don't take it seriously, who will? Exactly.
2: You know, but I have to say, like, yeah, the the song you guys mentioned with the uh, what was it called? The. Uh, shipboat no fans yeah shipboat no fans that was a great song but my I think my favorite is the pirate metal drinking crew just because like I don't know like they kind of summed up this band to me like that
1: it's like they're it should be like their theme song almost I 100% agree the first song the first video that I saw and listened to was the first track on this album the treasure chest party quest and I heard that and I was like I was like it's pretty good it's kind of fun it's definitely gimmicky I get what they're going for it's okay. And then I clicked to like the next one and it was pirate metal drinking crew. And I was like, that's the one that I needed right there. That's the one that convinced me that
0: this is worthwhile. I enjoyed the video to <laughs> treasure chest party Quest very much.
2: And, and I agree with that. I like the video there. Um, I will say that the, I think, you know, think, thinking that Pirate Metal Drinking Crew was like their theme song and then seeing the video for it was probably where I got that, that little bit of disappointment because it's like them just playing the song at somebody's house, if I had to guess, their producer's house. And uh, they're all just in like normal clothes, except one dude who's like almost completely naked. <laughs> and they're just like sitting around playing their their instruments and stuff. And like, I don't know, I just kind of had a an idea that this would be like a huge just pirate party like you know what I mean and just and it's maybe they filmed it during quarantine which would probably make sense because they you know they just maybe I don't know we're quarantined together who knows I don't know but I I just had higher expectations for that that video and and like it's still a fun video but it's not as good as the other ones because they just it's just them chilling at somebody's house
1: right right but at least they had a great song to, to work with so
2: Yes, and it's it's very funny, too, because like the clapping, they all kind of stop what they're doing on the video and they start clapping.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I feel like there's quite a few winners of tracks on this album. Like I said, I think that that Pirate Metal Drinking Crew was a better mission statement and like starter for the band. And I might have opened the album with that instead of Treasure Chest, but which does still work in that same role. But then, like you guys said, Chomp Chomp is fun. If I can sidetrack from that, Ronnie mentioned that that. Did you mention that that specific track was with the Troll or was that a different, or just them in yeah. general work with that? It is that specific track. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie mentioned that Chomp Chomp features the uh, vocalist for the band Troll. I want to note that um, Zombies Ate My Pirate Ship features a woman named Patty Gertie, who plays an instrument called a hurdy gurdy, and. <laughs> If you don't know what that is, which I only very loosely do, but it's a fascinating instrument, I recommend looking that up. It's basically like a violin that is played with like a hand-cranked wheel rubbing the strings. It's a very unique instrument, and I love whenever we find bands that have unique instruments involved. I'm really glad you mentioned that, because I saw that. I don't think that's the only song she's been featured on, is it?
2: I think she's been on previous albums.
3: I think she plays on a few here too. And then only does the vocals on that one song. Okay. And that's another thing that I loved about that song was
1: because her, her vocals I found actually to be quite pretty in that song, but what she's singing about is so ridiculous that it just, it makes it highly enjoyable when someone's singing something very like passionately and almost like evoking an emotion. But then you think about what they're actually saying and you're like, wait a minute, hold on now. (laughs) And so that juxtaposition was super fun on that song to me.
2: Yeah, and like I said, I saw her on a couple of the music videos, and, and I just was wondering because I saw her cranking this thing. I'm like, what in the hell could that possibly be? Like, she's making butter while
1: she like <laughs> while she's, <laughs> she's <laughs> churning butter. Somebody's got to churn butter on the pirate ship, probably. She's making <laughs> an ale. There you go. Yeah, yeah, She Was brewing, or she was playing a hurdy gurdy. <laughs> probably both. Yeah, you got to be multi-talented. You got to literally wear multiple pirate hats on the ship.
2: But yeah, I don't know what music video that was that I saw her on, but it was definitely one of them. I think Ronnie was right. I don't think she was singing on it, but she was definitely playing that, that instrument, the hurdy gurdy.
1: That's wonderful. I really like that. And then Call of the Waves was a track. Um, Ronnie and I actually talked about this one off air that actually does have a little bit of seriousness to it. And also, it's just a pretty title for a song.
3: Yeah, that one almost seems motivational to me. Like, I want to get out there on the waves.
1: Yeah, right. Lyrically, it's probably the most serious that they get. We'll put it that way.
0: It makes you positively want to drink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is motivating, though. If you if you if you're looking for a good laugh, listen to the rest of this album. If you're looking for a little bit of a push to get you to you know pursue your dreams or whatnot or not don't give up on whatever it is that's got you down, listen to Call of the Waves, and that'll help. But don't listen to the 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 one about the boat. If you have your own boat, because that's really, that's really insulting. And so that'll discourage you right again. (laughs) Instead, you can listen to Fanny Boss. Yeah, you can listen to Fanny Boss, which I'm really glad that you mentioned that track, mostly just because I wanted to hear somebody say Fanny Boss on the air.
2: (laughs) If you get a chance to see the music video, you'll see a very, very awesome guest appearance from Peter Dinklage. Yes. Which is just fantastic.
1: You watched all the music videos.
2: That's how I, yeah, I listened to the album on YouTube. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think that's a really good way to do our research. We should start doing that more often because then you you literally will find any track on the album that has had a video made for it, probably. Yeah, there's actually some
2: unofficial videos, too, like uh, for Pirate Scorn. I guess a fan made a video and it's based off of Donkey Kong. <laughs> it's
3: <laughs> it's pretty funny. Actually, that song is that the song is originally from the Donkey Kong Country ca- Cartoon Series. Ah, that makes a lot more sense so, then. And in that cartoon, they're looking for the crystal coconut, so I'm pretty sure that's where the whole album title even comes from. Oh well,
1: there you go. Oh my gosh, they're pirate
3: metal, and this is whole thing is a Donkey Kong reference. <laughs> oh man. One step even better, uh, the pre-orders for this album, they gave away a Nintendo 64 with Donkey Kong 64 with their album art like painted onto the N64.
1: Wow. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. You guys, I think we're looking at a top five contender at this point, but <laughs> they, they keep getting better and better. <laughs> other pirate metal bands, you better step your game up because these guys are are really knocking it out of the park here. All three of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the rest, the other two
2: of you. Come and on. <laughs> I, I seriously only found two other ones. There's Swashbuckle and the Dead
1: Crew of Oddwood. Swashbuckle is a cool band name. I'm going to. I'm going to listen to them later on
2: (laughs) and they go all out. If you see Swashbuckle, they're all pirated out.
1: Like I was expecting Ailstorm to be. Uh Oh, (laughs) oh, dance! and we have actual contenders to the pirate throne now. Yes, like Swashbuckle wears the costumes. So,
2: (laughs) yeah, they they got it going on when it comes to the the outfits. They they
1: are dressed the part. Maybe later on, we'll do a battle between the two of them (laughs) and have a a debate about who's better somehow.
2: They also have a really sweet logo, too, for their
1: band. All right, Google. I guess we're going to do this right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's there's three of them, and they most definitely go all out on the Pirate. Um, it looks like somebody is actually wearing a flat-out parrot costume in one of these. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh, I yeah. want to see them live. I can already tell that that's a fun band. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, they got the, the bearded dreads. I mean, it, it, they're all in. They're all in like they They're live all the, <laughs> they live the life.
1: <laughs> Yo, ho, it's the, the parents life for me. <laughs>
3: oh, that's great. So,
2: ha- Has anybody heard like any music from this band, I- Ronnie?
3: <laughs> uh, that name sounds familiar, so it's probably come up on the stations I was listening to. But I don't think anything like I don't think I could place it. Just curious.
1: Well, we're going to know something about them before too long because they've they've piqued our curiosity enough that that is worthwhile. So shout out to Swashbuckle, who literally was just discovered by most of the itch right now as we were speaking about them. So doing my research doing that research on live air. Yep. On air in the moment. <laughs>
2: it's like, what, the third or fourth time we've mentioned that throughout this. <laughs> podcast?
1: itch is very, very current and up to date. <laughs> We literally learn things as we're speaking about them sometimes. Well, I just don't want to sound stupid, you know. I try to
2: try not Uh, to I mean, I I still do, but I try not to sound as stupid as I could possibly sound.
1: (laughs) We try to do what we can to limit how stupid we sound as often as possible. Yeah, that's what the editing is for. That's (laughs) what the clip episode's for. That's where you get to hear all of our stupid. (laughs) That is very true. I'm looking forward to that one of these days. So yeah, we wanted to make sure we got this episode out, for one, because we wanted another chance to reunite with Ronnie, uh, who, who, if anybody who's listened to every episode, or a number of episodes, might have recalled made a tiny cameo in episode five, the Primus episode. And uh, we were looking forward to getting him back in here. And also, because Saturday, September 19th is Talk Like a Pirate Day, which is a real pseudo-holiday, and... This is the 25th anniversary, and the itch also likes celebrating anniversaries, particularly ones that end in multiples of five, because those are just nice and sweet. And so uh we will definitely be saying a few R's and Ahoy Mateys and whatnot. And we <laughs> encourage everybody to do the same. I don't know if you can still do this, but there was at least one time where you could actually change the language on your Facebook page to pirate English. And so, uh, I encourage you to do that for about 5 minutes, which is about <laughs> as long as you can do before it gets annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was definitely the early days of Facebook. I don't know if they still do that or not.
1: I think you might still be able to, but I mean, we got to celebrate some some holidays here. 2020 has been um, some some garbage of a year, and so Shit year no fans. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I was really kind of trying to set that up and hoping you would take that. <laughs> so good, good job. <laughs> it's been a dumpster fire every year <laughs> <laughs> yeah so any joy you can find is totally worthwhile and um so talk like a pirate day is part of that and this episode and this album for us for me anyway has has already contributed a little bit of bonus joy that i didn't uh see coming plus how funny will it be to see this band on like our list at the end of the year wherever they may place where it's like all of these more like serious or super well known big names radio play kind of stuff and then also these dudes who sink trash talk about pirate ships
0: like <laughs> i can only imagine the edited version on KCLC how that would sound
1: oh man we should make that and release it <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: that's a great idea it's only like a minute it's probably doable maybe
0: <laughs> your pirate ship can eat a bag of <laughs> <laughs>
1: Leave a little bit to the imagination there. Need a bag of chips. (laughs) A a bag of chips.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny because like since we've been doing the podcast and we've been talking about all these episodes or all these uh, different albums, like it's made me really, really kind of glad that I haven't had to edit stuff. But it's also making me fear the day that we go back and do the show because it's just going to be a whole bunch of stuff stockpiled because I haven't been editing at all. I, I can't. I just can't bring myself to do it.
0: Yeah, same here.
2: <laughs> like I've been listening to the new Seether album, and it's fucking great. But it's there's like there's a lot of there's a lot of cuss words. He's so angry, which is awesome because he makes a yeah. music when he's angry. But uh, there's just there's just a lot of cuss words. So much. A lot of motherfuckers.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh boy. So I I, I think uh, yeah I think we've got ourselves a very pleasant surprise in this album, and I'm very happy that that we listen to it. So I wanted to thank Ronnie, not only for joining us here, but for being the person who brought this up in a previous episode, we shouted out our friend, Pat, who we kind of mentioned as like the ideal podcast listener, like a guy who listens to the shows, listens to them regularly and provides really good feedback and uh, interaction as well. And Ronnie is one of those guys. He's not only our longtime friend and, and part-time itch, member but he's a guy who listens to stuff and then has things to say about them to us and so Ronnie I just want you to know that we appreciate that and enjoy those interactions one of which was the one that introduced us to this band.
3: Yeah I kind of brought this up as a joke at first and then I started listening to it I'm like actually this is really good. Yeah
1: that's exactly where I was I was just like he's just kind of throwing out some some things, but uh, they're worthwhile. and so is there anything else that you think is is interesting that you've been listening to lately? I know I mean, it sounds like from earlier in the conversation that a lot of the stuff that you told us about or introduced and played on the show um, back in that time period you probably are still a fan of, but uh, you probably haven't really even listened to that much lately anyway. So like the rest of us, I'm sure that some of your taste and some of your favorites have shifted over the years
3: uh somewhat i still listen to a lot of similar music but recently for some reason i just listened to a lot of broadway soundtracks video game mm. music when you say broadway soundtracks
2: any one in particular
3: <laughs> dan wants this conversation to go a certain direction you are correct yeah i've really been getting <laughs> into hamilton yes. especially yes. since <laughs> Thank uh, you. you can actually watch it now yes, yes.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I have to agree. I, actually, my children are really into it as, as much as I am, but like not, my son has started uh, rehears- basically rehearsing the verses of a couple of the songs. I've been quite I'm, I'm such a proud dad, so
1: proud. So for the listeners, Hamilton has been a bit of an off-air topic for us that we, we occasionally come back to um, in things that don't you know make the episode. Uh, this might be the first time that it actually makes it into an episode. I don't I mean, know if it, it has before or not, but it
2: doesn't, it's not exactly, it doesn't fit the itch style. I'll admit that I'll be the first to admit that, but it's just that, uh, you know, it's, we, we try to be, uh, what's the word? Uh, trendy, you know, uh,
1: <laughs> with, with it, with the time, yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> and I mean, there's no doubt that, that hip. him, yeah, yeah, we <laughs> we, are hip. we try to be <laughs> hip, but there's no doubt that that being released on Disney plus is added to the, the, the fandom. I actually had the, the, pleasure of seeing that live um, at the Fox theater here in St. Louis fourth row center, mind you, I was, I was in heaven.
3: Um, I was the exact opposite of you. I was like second row from the back.
2: Ah, (laughs) bummer. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I was supposed to actually, I was supposed to actually see it in April too, but damn coronavirus ruined it again, just ruining everything in my life.
1: Uh, I just want to tell you guys how hip I am. I never saw it until it came out on Disney Plus on the fourth of July. Now nothing wrong with in that. In fairness, I did Casey so still I, I haven't
2: seen it. No, I saw it. Ah, okay. Sorry, my bad. Throwing shade. My bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, well, we may be rockers, but uh Hamilton is for everybody. So It really is. I've heard great things about it. I put my name in the the raffle in Chicago, where, you know, if you if your name is drawn, you can get tickets for like ten dollars instead of like two hundred. And I never won that raffle. And so I decided that I was not going to listen to the soundtrack until I wanted to actually see it on stage before listening to it with just the music and vocals instead of seeing people. So that day never came. And so the first time that I saw it was when it came out on Disney Plus. And so it was worth the the unintentional wait. I will say that for sure. Side note,
0: Ronnie and I actually saw Wicked in Chicago during a National Broadcasting Society convention.
2: Nice. That is a great show. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll say that, you know, that's one thing that coronavirus kind of uh, hindered is just my ability to go see shows, not, even, not only concerts, but Broadway shows. Like one of my favorite that I, I got to see uh, last year was the from the creators of South Park called the Book of Mormon. Oh, my God. That is one of my all time favorite shows. It, it was so friggin hilarious. And I would expect nothing less from the creators of South Park.
3: Yeah, I was lucky enough that I've seen that one twice. Both times it came through St. Louis. Nice. <laughs> my my
1: favorites in the in the Broadway and the musical worlds remains *Les Miserables*, and probably always will be. But I'm definitely you know open to to seeing some new contenders as well. One of these days when when musicals and plays and stuff are a thing again. And, and Casey and Ronnie, if you guys ever want to come see another show in Chicago, you just let me know and <laughs> I will be, I'll be on it.
3: <laughs> I will there definitely you pick you up on that. <laughs> I don't know if
1: I can like put you up anywhere, but we can definitely hang while you're here and I will go to the show.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I have dreams of trying to go to actual Broadway one of these days, see a show there. Do it.
1: Well, I mean, one of these days. I say 2021 at least we'll say <laughs> exactly 2021, 2022, one of these years.
0: Well, you've been listening to the itch Broadway used to matter before COVID. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you'd do that one too. Casey is reading my mind a lot. tonight. <laughs> no, but this has been fun. And, uh, I feel like this is probably about a good place to wrap it up, but so <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> but this has been fun. Uh, Ronnie, thank you very much for joining us. I'm sure that we can find a pretty easy excuse to have you back on sometime if you would be interested in that.
3: Oh, definitely. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, and and as I mentioned before, since Ronnie is such a good listener and interactor, I would not be at all surprised if it would if it isn't too long before he introduces us to another band that we feel is worth talking about. And so, uh, at which point we'll definitely have to have you back to uh. Continue dropping your wisdom to the peoples about these artists. I'll keep my ears open. (laughs) (laughs) And so to anybody listening, enjoy Talk Like a Pirate Day and make sure you do not miss that opportunity to do it officially on a holiday. And and do it any other time you want to as well, but especially Saturday the 19th. You've been listening to The Itch Rock Matters. My name is Dan.
0: Yar, I'm KC.
1: Ahoy, mateys. I'm Aaron. And I'm Ronnie. And until next time,
2: our matey!
1: If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe
0: and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or
2: through Gmail, all at itchrocks Rocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.
1: You could say something about shivering timbers or walking planks or something about booty. We haven't said the word booty in this episode. <laughs> That's surprising. That is surprising.